everyone, and welcome to the Cinematic Schematic, the official podcast of thecinematropolis.com, your home to thoughtful conversations on film, and this year's official podcast media partner for the Dead Center 2021 Film Festival. Now, longtime listeners will know that here at the, the Cinematropolis, we are big fans of larger than life's big concepts with a big heart, which is why today we are going to be taking a look at one of this year's most romantic, larger than life films that is playing as part of the Dead Center Film Festival, Between Waves. This film is playing as part of the Dead Center 2021 Virtual Film Festival. Let's jump into the synopsis, shall we? We're talking about the possibility of infinite universes existing parallel to each other. I found a way to cross over. So after his disappearance, Jamie pursues her missing lover through parallel dimensions until she collides with a shattering revelation. This is a cerebral, fast-paced science fiction story with romantic longing at its core. A visually beautiful film wrapped in shades of blue with highlights of sea green. Very appropriate color palette there. Now, to learn more about what inspired this film's ambitious premise and really how it manages to juggle the the sci-fi concept with the the core character and romance and themes, I'm very excited to welcome uh, the filmmaker behind this, Jim. We're joined by the Between Waves director, co-writer, and co-producer, Virginia uh, Abramovich. Virginia, welcome to the Cinematic Schematic. Thank you for having me here. Here at the Cinematropolis, as I mentioned here, we love genre films, we love sci-fi, we love time travel, we love cross-dimensional stories. There's also a lot of those out there and a lot of different takes on those types of stories at this point. So I'd love to just hear from you, I mean, like what were some of the other genre films that influenced your approach to the cross-dimensional travel that we see him here in Between Waves? I mean, I love genre films myself as well, but what... um... I kind of look at this as more of like a a character driven story that's less um, like the sci-fi is, is part of the, is part of the ideas behind it. But I mean, the films that kind of really inspired me or Memento, um, which is more to deal with like memory and time inception, definitely. And uh, some of the films that aren't sci-fi, like Wild, which is a fe- like a female journey through uh, like a self-journey kind of, and, you know, figuring out herself. Um, I also really like Sharp Objects, which is uh, the TV show by Jean-Marc Vallée, also Wild was by him as well, um, which uh, is, is kind of has a mystery. To, like, it's, it's also like a self-discovery story and dealing with your own demons, but um, has like a mystery element to it. So these are kind of like, I guess, were the the films that um, inspired me, or the films that I kind of, when I was thinking of this story, is what uh, what I looked at. Yeah, I mean, and all those examples that you just provided there, from Memento to Sharp Objects, all of those are are certainly very character driven stories that just happen to have that that interesting sort of genre twist to it. Uh, I mean, so would you say? I'm curious, like whenever you were writing the script for this, were you informed more when you were sort of like drafting up, like, how does this work? Were you informed by more by the story and character when making sort of the rules or did you sort of like write rules out later? So 
I do want to say that most of the rules aren't my rules. I basically uh, like read about quantum physics and their and the theories of um, multiple universes. Um, Brian Greene is really awesome. I don't know if you've if you know of his writing, but he's a he's a, a strength I think a strength theorist. Um, but basically, he's like he kind of like talks about there's there's a lot of there's a lot of theories of, that the you know the multiple universes exist um you know including the fact that you know when they collide particles they exist in more in at the same in more than one place at the same time so um that you know that you know so there's actually like i guess some factual things to support uh the idea of multiple universes and so i didn't make any of that up uh just kind of used what was already out there um and um, I think the only thing that sort of uh, like kind of where I added to it was um, the fact that you, you know, like what, like the idea that multiple universes are created by choices that you make. So potentially there's, there's many, um, I guess, parallel timelines that exist where you've made other choices, which is really cool. Like that just blows my mind. Um so, but then also this idea that they can converge, so uh, they can come together and again become the same timeline. Where um, and then I thought, how do you reconcile that? And that's where I kind of went. Well, maybe that's like that part of memory that you have where things don't quite make sense. <laughs> you know, like when you say to somebody, "Oh, remember we were we did this and that," and they go, "No, no, 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 we did exactly the opposite," right? <laughs> Um, so, sort of a, so a little bit of the, uh, the Mandela effect working its way in there. Yeah, the deja vu. I use you know that idea as well. Um, you know, which people think it is like there is you know there is sort of this thought that deja vus are are you seeing yourself in in another timeline. Um, and then it 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 so what was more of a device to look at um, this character's mental state. Um, her guilt, her feeling, um, her anxiety, her her being in a place where she's making a huge choice of whether uh, to keep this unwanted child from a partner that's gone, um, or or if she even wants to continue living herself. So, uh, and I wanted to 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 always keep the audience in a place where they don't know. Just like Jamie, like the main character doesn't know if it's real or not. So it's not like it's not like there's clues. So you could watch that whole movie in a way that you could say, like, oh, she's just going, you know, it's just mental illness, right? Or she's going crazy. Or you could read it, look at it and go, yep, absolutely. Time travel. <laughs> <laughs> or multiple dimensions interfering with each other. And um, that was sort of um, you know, because I in my in my own personal life, I did have somebody close to me that um, suffered with mental illness, and I just saw how, like, sometimes I would think, is is this real? Like, is this really like these? Are they really experiencing these things? Am I just not? Are they just like almost like clairvoyant or getting a glimpse into something we don't see? So, um, so it's just uh, I've been thinking of those all these ideas that have been in my head for a long time. So it was, you know, not, you know, it was, I, I, I see it as a great privilege that I got a chance to actually explore it and tell the story.
Yeah, it's got a little bit of the, um, I think one example that comes to mind, like the the butterfly effect, that Aston Kutcher movie from from way back in the early aughts, you know, like, uh, you know, maybe he's having these real experiences or maybe it's mental illness. It's a little unclear and ambiguous, which kind of adds a lot of, I would say, like value and, and rewatchability um, and also leaves that room for for personal interpretation. I mean, you mentioned Memento and Inception um, and there's nothing Christopher Nolan likes more than leaving his audience with ambiguous answers. I mean, was that, was that a very intentional choice uh, yourself? Absolutely. Cause I, cause it's also um, sort of my background is um, like from, you know, mass communication and looking at like postmodern theories and things like that. And kind of um, looking at how we just make, like we, we actually make up our truths. Right. So I never, I never wanted, I wanted it to always feel on the edge and, 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 you know, the ending also, um, was, was intended to be ambiguous and sort of very open-ended and yes, a nod to inception. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Hey, that's a great film to, to make a big nod to. Um, but you, you know, here, here's the, here's the, here's the really great thing, thing about between waves. It's not, I, I think you, you, and you've already sort of hit on this at the, at the top here, but like, this isn't, uh, just a sci-fi. I, I think, um, at least in some of the, the marketing material, you described it more specifically as a metaphysical love story. And I want to hone in, we've already talked about the metaphysical part a little bit, but the love story piece is really, really central to the film. So why do you think it was so important to make that love story the center of this, of the, the sort of like larger concepts you were dealing with? I guess it's it's what makes us all tick, right? Like to, that personal connection to somebody, and and it's I I, I don't know. It, it was it's funny, like there, you know, the script went through a lot of rewrites and stuff, and it's a love story that that I guess doesn't you know end in love, right? <laughs> so, uh, but you but you know how much she loves him, right? Um, so it's yeah it's you know it's chasing that love that i don't know to me that felt really uh authentic i guess all the sci-fi is awesome but it, it's only really as compelling as it is because you're invested in the characters who are who are you know you know making their way through the story and now you mentioned the the fear of water here the 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 titular ocean waves are a clearly very large element in the film so i'm always curious about when it comes to filmmakers working in the water because everyone has sort of a different approach and there's a lot of unique challenges that come with this. So could you tell me a little bit more about your filming process uh, for Between Waves and what sorts of challenges were involved with this shoot? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it was um, it was a very low budget shoot, um, but with a lot of awesome professionals um, and a lot of help from the film industry because I've been um, working in the film industry myself for over 20 years. So, um, and I made, you know, a number of, a lot of short films and this was like, this is my chance to make a feature and a lot of just very awesome people came out, but my crew was tiny by the time we, we were, so in Toronto, we were small, maybe, you know, 20, 25 people. By the time we got to the Azores, you know, there were, there were days when, including cast, we were like 13 people. So everybody did, you know, this, the sound recordist boomed, you know, you know, worked out of bag and also was a drone pilot <laughs> and, you know, hair and makeup, like everybody did more than one job and did it to a very high professional level, which is, so I, 
you know, I'm grateful, but we did like, we, we just had to be very innovative. Um, we shot in the Azores where we had to bring our, even our own apple boxes. Oh. Um, <laughs> so that, you know, so that, you know, there's all those challenges, but at the same time, it was amazing. And it's such a discovery. Um, the, the underwater footage, uh, we shot in a pool, um, of, you know, some, some people I know that have an indoor pool and, um, we, we were supposed to do like have a, a scuba di- like scuba diver person that was going to come and, you know, whatever, be with the DP and all this stuff like, you know, uh, but, you know, usually you go in a tank and it would cost you like $40,000, but we had about four. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so then um, Alex Jordan, who is my co-producer, brilliant guy, just went, okay, we're going to get a ladder. We're going to get a new, a, a new ladder. And we put that in the pool. Jason Weber, our DP, sat on the ladder in the pool with a snorkel. And the cast would, you know, either go through the lens this way or that way, or we would have objects go through and then it all cut together. Um, but that was a day, a full day of, uh, of us in the pool, all the underwater stuff. Um, but yeah, it was, it was challenging. And, and one, you know, one time, like all the stuff by, by the rock cliff, right. Where she's yelling at the waves that day, it was raining sideways and, uh, and it was windy and it was crazy and the winds were, and the waves were coming. And I thought, oh my God, what am I doing to everybody? (laughs) You got some great shots though. I mean, you can't replicate that, right? No, it's awesome. Yeah. And I'm just, yeah, I'm just grateful. I feel like I had such an awesome cast, such an awesome crew. So I'm, it's, it's to their, to their, like, to their professionalism and their, like their hard work that everybody came through. That same level of professionalism certainly shines through in, in the, the final film that uh, Dead Center attendees will be able to watch. Uh, now, as we begin to, to wind down our conversation, I mean, this seems like a, an especially personal or passion project for you. I mean, what do you hope that our Dead Center audience here in Oklahoma City can take away from this emotionally charged but also very cerebral story in Between Waves? Uh, for, for me, it's a story of like finding yourself because this journey that Jamie goes on in the end, she overcomes her, um, her own struggles, uh, finds her own answers and sort of, you know, takes ownership of the decisions that she's making. So I, I, to me, it, it is a story of choosing life. It is a story of choosing. So I, and I don't mean to be like, it's not, it's not a political pro anti thing. It's choose. It's, it's believing in yourself. I think is the is a better way of phrasing that. Um, choosing um, and and overcoming um, adversity. Um, and and also, I I mean, in some ways, it's the whole thing is a question of what's real and what's not. And I and also questioning some of the you know, some of the norms and things like that, that we have in, in your, in, in your own personal life to look, I, I, that's why, I mean, that's why I love, I've always been a huge fan of the sci-fi genre because it lets you do that. It lets you step outside your little, you know, bubble and kind of look at, 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 you know, like a whole other world and, and be able to see like, Oh, what's, what's the possibilities within that. So 
Um, and I hope they enjoy it. I think it's, I, I'm, I think it's such a beautiful film. I, th- I, I'm, it breaks my heart that people can't see it in the theaters. <laughs> um, certainly, but, uh, certainly this is one that'll, that'll play very well on the big screen. One, maybe, maybe still. Well, actually, uh, so yeah, so that, um, in September, it's September 21st, it's, uh, coming out, it'll be released in, um, so it's going to have a theatrical release in New York and LA. Um, it's going to come out on iTunes in the US and the UK, and um, and in Canada. I don't not I also the theatrical release. Uh, th- sorry, there's no theatrical. We don't know. We're still in lockdown, so who knows? Uh, I most likely will not be a theatrical release, but um, is also going to be coming out in Canada on September 21st. On the note of sort of uh, upcoming releases and uh, the news related to the release, I should say, uh, where can listeners keep up with you and your work online? Uh, so there's uh, there's a, there's actually a website at uh, betweenwavesfilm.com, and they could they could link to all our social media. Um, and, and I'm trying to think what else. And I I think uh, take a look at take a look at the film at the dead center film festival but if they miss that it's going to come out on itunes so um or i'm not sure where else actually we'll see but that's that's then that's in the u.s and the uk so all right so it sounds like uh keep your eyes open on the between waves website and listeners i'll make sure to, to link that in the show notes um well uh virginia it's been a real pleasure speaking with you today is there anything else you would like to leave our listeners with related to between waves before we wrap up our conversation today no but thank you so much for for having me on your show it's a pleasure and uh it's great thank you and thanks to the festival for selecting the film of course well virginia it's been a pleasure having you on the cinematic schematic thanks so much for joining us today thank you so much you take care All right, listeners, and if you want to watch Between Waves, Dead Center Pass holders can catch it as part of the Dead Center Virtual Film Festival until the virtual festival's conclusion on Sunday, June 20th at 1145 p.m. Central Standard Time. And for more thoughtful conversations that excite, inspire, and connect filmmakers and film enthusiasts across the state of Oklahoma, you can subscribe to the Cinematic Schematic via your preferred podcast app, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or going wherever you can find your podcasts. You can also head on over to deadcenterfilm.org. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll catch you again next time.